Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is time that you are listening to our podcast. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nettling. And I'm coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of our podcast, as always, is to share topics and guests that will empower you to grow as the confident leader um, that you are meant to be, to take your business or life to that very next level. Today, my guest is Eurelis Tifa. Eurelis is a first-generation professional in the personal finance industry, who doesn't need Urellis in your life? Everybody <laughs> needs Urellis. He's passionate about teaching and impacting people in their journeys after she became debt-free in 2019. That's a goal of everybody. If you ask anybody, they're going to say, what do you want to do? And that's the, not owe anybody any money. Well, I'm sure... Maybe not owing anybody any money is probably not realistic, but being able to live your life well with the money that you owe is probably another way to say it. So we are going to now just say good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever time it is. Please welcome Eurelis Tifa. Hey, Eurelis. Hi, Vicki. Thank you so, so much for that warm welcome and introduction. I'm excited to be having this conversation and maybe inspiring and helping people listening to it um, to get their money on track. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Carol. <laughs> All right. Just a little bit more background about Urellis. She graduated with a bachelor's degree in science, majoring in resource economics with a concentration on business management and marketing. From 2011 to 2020, she held business development and sales roles with increasing responsibility in corporate America. In the mid-2020s, she decided to walk away with half the world, Eurelis, half the world, walk away from career to follow her passion, which is to help people master their personal and business finances. Such a good topic. (laughs) I know it's a big one. So your target audience is the world, my dear, the world. It's it's the world. (laughs) But even though it's the world, I think they all would like to know, where do you call home? So I am actually tuning in from Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, That's where I went to, you know, middle school, high school, college. But I'm originally from New York City. I would have never known that from your accent. Really? Yeah. I mean, sometimes (laughs) I I hear people say, oh, I I could tell by your accent. Some people say I can't tell by your accent. So it's weird because, you know, I have like, I guess, a mix 
a mixed accent based on the cultures that I was exposed to growing up. So yeah, I grew, I, I was born in Washington Heights, New York City. Uh, and then we moved to the Bronx right before 9-11. My, you know, one of my mom's side of the family was moving to Connecticut and we were one of the last families to move to Hartford. My mom still lives here, but I am currently living in North Jersey. So super close to New York City still. So I went back maybe close to a little over 10 years ago now, actually. Yeah, I went back um, for, you know, I was with a company that gave me a promotion and the promotion, that position was in the in the Manhattan office at that time. So you commuted from Jersey to Manhattan? Yeah. So when I moved in, when I moved back as an adult to New York City, I actually moved to Queens first. Mm -hmm. So I lived there for a year. And then I'm like, this friend is like ridiculous. I can't do it. So I actually moved in with a friend that I met at the job. Uh, and we moved to, to Jersey, to North Jersey. And a lot of people make do that commute where they, you know, they live in North Jersey, super close to, to New York city, to the, to Manhattan, mm-hmm. to, you know, the, their offices and they, they, uh, do that commute. So that's, that was kind of like how I, how I ended up in New, in New Jersey. And, um, I've been there since. So it's been yeah. like, uh, years. I am, <laughs> I'm very familiar with that commute. Um, I'm formerly with UPS and, I used to travel for business to New Jersey to our several locations in um, New Jersey, but my daughter did an internship for fashion in uh, Manhattan uh, or mm-hmm. in uh, New York City, and she lived in Queens and Flatbush for a while. So I um, am familiar with uh, and uh, the Bronx was a, a place that we took buses to. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> trains trains yes you just do it all and became a great great walker (laughs) oh my gosh yeah you walk a lot you walk so much I'm sure you don't you don't walk that much where you are (laughs) in Georgia yeah sure we have yeah that's the the beauty about um we have the walking for entertainment or Mm. exercise as opposed to like when I lived in Pittsburgh you walk to get to the office and deliver things 20 blocks all that fun yeah all right so let's let's get on with the questions that we have so what is your money story so you know it's crazy so like I said I'm originally from New York City my parents came to uh, the U.S. before I was born so in the 80s early 80s and I like to say that immigrants coming from a you know coming into the New York, into New York city, especially Dominicans, Dominicans love migrating to New York city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they, they, they made that move obviously because they were chasing the American dream, which most immigrants don't even know what that means for them. So they just borrow what it means generally and what society teaches them that it means, or, or they just follow what they think it's success which is, you know, go to school, get good grades, um, land a good job in corporate America, you know, buy a house. So all these things were instilled in me. And because when you come here from a different country, you know, and I've experienced this as a first generation, right, because I was born here. But when you come from a different country, and you don't really have guidance on how to be wealthy, 
and how to really manage your money, you fall right into poverty, right? You, mm. so we, we fell into poverty and we honestly grew up depending on the government, depending on welfare, food stamps, uh, very humble background and beginning. And, um, and it, you know, it, it, the way that I grew up was, was based on a scarcity mindset on money. Mm. So when I heard money, it was always because we lacked it, or it was always because there was, there was spites in the house, um, because we didn't have it, or we were trying to get it to pay bills and all the, all these things. So it was, it was a really, I didn't like it. I really, I honestly hated it. I'm like, this is what's called this green piece of paper is causing my family to get into fights and uh, us living in situations that we wouldn't want to live in that we wouldn't want anybody that we know to live in, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was just, it was just such a, a tough time to live there. But it honestly uh, showed me that uh, I should be, uh, I should be appreciative of every opportunity I get. Um, it showed me humility in the process of me that like, getting out, not just physically, but emotionally and mentally, I had to get out of that way of living because it definitely wasn't serving me, serving me. And it was just keeping me in a box. Yeah. So, you know, so it took some time and I, I'm sure we're, we're going to get into the things that I did to get out of that, that scarcity mindset and into an abundance and wealth mindset in a, in a second. But it's it really it just makes me appreciate where I am now and again the opportunities that I have the networks that I that I'm able to connect with the people that I'm able to collaborate with mm-hmm. and everything that's coming my way and you know and I don't see it as oh wow because I used to also <laughs> say things like oh I'm not worthy of this these mm-hmm. opportunities I'm not worthy of wealth I'm not worthy of financial abundance and financial blessings I'm getting a promotion. Why? Like, I'm not special, you know, things like that. Uh, So that was a lot of my money story. And it was rooted in how I grew up in my upbringing. And I feel like that's how it is with everyone, right? Mm -hmm. It's important to look inside and really think about how you grew up and the things that you used to experience when it came to money. And all that has a lot to do with how you operate today. Yeah. And it all ties to the confidence that you have for doing more and getting more. Right. Yes. Knowing your worth. That's a big one. Yeah. So what do you have to do uh, or what do you, what does that have to do with the current relationship you have with money? You know, it, as you said, your, your past sometimes dictates your future or your present maybe. Um, so that that background that you had how long did that uh take you to overcome that mindset that you had that you're not worthy that you don't deserve mm. so i think it's it's a progression right it's a journey it's not a destination it's not going to mm-hmm. be one isolated event that you're like oh the clouds part I see the light kind of thing, <laughs> right? It's not <laughs> like that. <laughs> right, right. And you're like walking to the light. <laughs> not at all. Um, it's it's a progression of steps. It's a series yeah. of steps, right? 
And I think the beginning of it was when I started to work in corporate America. Yeah. And I did, I mean, coming out of college, I was making more than my mom and dad combined. Yeah. Uh, as a college graduate. So that in itself was like, whoa, this is different. So, you know, I was still at my mom's house, moved out that after that year. And that's when I moved to Queens. And I, I now had to manage a household. And Mm. that was, you know, and also I was 20. So young adult living my life, blowing money fast. I was just (laughs) gonna say, you know, when you have so much more, how do you know that, okay, I need to save. I mean, at 20, we all think, you know, we're bulletproof and all. So. Right. Right. So it's, that was a tough time in my life when it came to money because I, I was, so my mom taught me she was a great saver. So that's what I saw from her. You gotta save, you know, so I would see her put money under the mattress <laughs> and like stuff like that. And like, she would have purses in the closet where she kept, because we, one thing about us is we, we, every year we would go to Dominican Republic for, and for the vacation, right? So for, from like June to August, right before we had to go back to school, we were, we lived there basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sh- throughout the year, she would like scramble, she would be like a rat, like taking, you know, a hundred dollars <laughs> here, a hundred dollars there. And just like gather all the monies together because it was it was expensive. It was me, my sister, and her. You know, she had to buy clothes. She had to obviously buy the flight tickets mm-hmm. and maintain us down. You know, down there, like she had to pay people to to to, to take care of us mm-hmm. um, and, and cook and all of that. So that that was that was some some money right every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she was really good at that. So. I kind of got that. And I, even though I was like in this space and in this phase of blowing money fast and parties and this and that, and, you know, and, and I was, this is my first time living alone, being in my own house, yeah. being able to, you know, have my own space. But then it was my first time ever paying rent. Yeah. And, and then on top of that, it was a high cost of living area. So I would see money go so fast, especially Mm. in the beginning of the month, you know, and I was kind of living paycheck to paycheck looking back because even though I I had a pretty good salary for a young adult, uh, again, I was in corporate America. So that was great that, that, you know, I had really good opportunities with that job. Uh, But at the same time, I was spending a lot of it. And mm-hmm. not really, I was saving some, but at the same time, I was also like being very careless with it as well. And um, I mean, I, I guess that just comes with the territory of being 20 <laughs> and, you know, you just learning and living life and also mm-hmm. learning about life and how and, and fixing those mistakes. So I honestly didn't even budget. Like I didn't know about, about these methods or, Mm -hmm. or how, or how to be financially stable and solid when it came to your money, wherever you were, whether if it was that you weren't making a lot or you were living paycheck to paycheck or you were overspending. I had no, I had no idea. I, I had no concept of, of how to manage my money at all. Um, I just saw my mom 
do a lot with a little. So that was kind of my method. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Right. And that was, that was how I was able to, you know, live my life and, and be able to not get evicted and all these things. (laughs) Good, good. But that was it. (laughs) Nothing else. So how do you use setbacks in your journey to leverage more wealth? Because we all have them. I mean, we do all have those setbacks. You know, it's not always that maybe you're blowing money, but it could be your circumstances, you know, a sick parent or a child or spouse. and, And all of a sudden, you know, any extra money you had is going to something that you never expected. Right, right. So how do you deal with that? So thankfully, like I didn't have any huge event happen that caused me to think about money differently, like a bad event, because I know that's all, that's a lot of people's pivotal moments. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, my gosh, you know, now I have the sick parent, like you mentioned, or or whatever, you know, and I have to make I, I, my back is against the wall. I really I really didn't have that. But what I did have was I was always a networker mm-hmm. and I always put myself in positions to win, to like connect with people that may yeah. get me to the next step. So I connected with a group of entrepreneurs around this time. It was like mm-hmm. 2013. And th- then they started to talk about a lot of concepts that were so exciting to me and fascinating, but I never heard of them in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they were concepts like financial freedom and you know budgeting with your money and how to budget and you know how to grow your money and like little things like that and Mm -hmm. getting out of debt and I'm like this is really cool and that's when I started to to realize how how money is like my thing how my gift in this world and this and my purpose on on earth because we all have a purpose mm-hmm. is money is yeah. finances helping people understand their finances helping them feel empowered and confident around their money story and their finances and that was a glimpse of where where I am now so cool so the pillars of wealth what practical steps habits people should adopt to get closer to abundance what what is that ladder they climb or that you know that bridge between where you are today to where you want to be tomorrow Mm, that's a really good question so I we talked about it we talked a little bit about the first foundational step if you will or one of the pillars which to Mm -hmm. me is really getting like talking about your money story, getting clear about what that is for you, how that like defining what that, who, what that was right at that moment Mm -hmm. and how that shows up today in today's world, Mm -hmm. um, in your life and how you can combat that. Right. And, And a lot of it has to do with, um, connecting yourself with people that are in life where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'm such a strong believer of um of of attracting those those people but the way that you do that uh, to get success and to be wealthy is you have to be that person 
Mm -hmm. So we kind of sometimes forget that part. And that's the most important part. Like you, you attract who you are and what you want. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think it's starting, starting there. Right. And also getting intentional about Mm -hmm. your, where you are with your money, because we also um, kind of like shy away or move away from our, our situation, our reality. When you mm-hmm. know for a fact you need to, you need to stop using your, your credit cards. You know that deep mm-hmm. down inside, you know that, but you, but you are, you are deflecting that, doing those things, right? Or, or moving away, or you know, just saying, oh no, you know, you're in denial, basically. Like, right. no, that's fine. I'm, I'm good. But you know, deep down inside, that you should probably not use a credit card again, or probably not. I don't know. Do something that you really don't value or don't or doesn't bring you joy because sometimes what happens also is that we spend money on things that don't bring us joy and we we get remorseful and we yeah, resent regret. that thing, right mm-hmm. so that's also another portion I mean we I can go on and on with that but that's like the main pillar the first main pillar and then you also have okay now that you've you've done that and you've done the like woo woo stuff <laughs> and you've gotten like really clear about why you you're in the position that you're in because I feel like yes you know some some situations we were born into like I was born into poverty unfortunately but I'm not I wasn't gonna stay there I right. I, I turned that situation into an opportunity for me to leverage and move on from that now I get to talk about this situation Mm -hmm. that a lot of people don't didn't experience and because of that I build credibility and I build trust with people and I also connect with people that have been in that same position or are still in that same position yeah so I use that as a benefit like yes that happened to me but you know what I didn't do I didn't stay in victim mode and I went from victim to victor Mm. Uh, so you also have to identify that and say you know what like sometimes you have to look in the mirror and say okay girl what are we gonna do yeah life (laughs) is all about choices right yes are you gonna continue crying over (laughs) the fact that your mom didn't give you a loan for you to start your business like I'm sorry I also am I'm I'm the belief I think this is where my new York comes out (laughs) I I love tough love so sometimes I'm just going to tell you how it is and it may hurt you a little bit, but I mean it from the bottom of, like, I love you. I really do. But you need to, you need to move. Cause that's when people move when they feel, when they're pissed off. Right. Mm-hmm. So let me try to, let me try to piss you off a little bit. Not a lot, a little bit <laughs> and see where it goes. Um, so <laughs> that's, you know, that's another thing. And then, okay. So now we have that, right. The money yeah. story, all that. The other big thing is, okay you need to get out of debt and not just because the thing is that debt is there's good and bad right there's a I actually after 2019 I've actually currently am got back into debt but it was strategic debt it's mm-hmm. different so I don't consider this debt this is for my business to, to scale exactly. my company um so it was it's very different now because now I'm fueled to make sure I get out of it as soon as possible. So I'm going to make, I'm going to be serious about doing what I have to do uh, within, you know, the debt that I incurred to get out of it quickly. 
So, mm-hmm. and it's, again, it's for, it's for my company is to scale and grow my company. Uh, but toxic debt, right? Credit card debt, debt is super toxic. So that's, that's what I'm talking about. Getting mm-hmm. out of a situation that you are not happy with, or you, that doesn't bring you joy again. Mm-hmm. Um, getting out of those types of debt. Cause you know, we, we we run on debt here in America. So yeah, it's, right. it's here to stay and it's okay. Like build, mm-hmm. that's how you build credit and that's how you can leverage other opportunities in your life. So I won't say completely like, don't even, you know, ignore it completely. I'm not saying that, but I am saying do not try to get out of toxic, toxic debt as soon as possible so that you can start living. You can truly start living your life how you want it and designing your life in the way that you see fit. Um, mm-hmm. Because with toxic, toxic debt, it's probably blocking you. It's stopping you from moving forward. It's not helping you move forward at all. It's not, not helping you get to the next step. So that is super duper important. And I actually, oh, when we talk about my free gift, I actually have a tab designated to, to debt so that you can start organizing your debt and understanding what's even going on. Cause a lot of people don't even know what debt they have, right. Okay. Their interest rates or when, you know, they have no idea how to set up, you know, a plan for their debt to, to pay off. They don't know when they're going to be completely paid off because they just don't have that big picture. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just, you know, paying their monthly payments, their minimum monthly payments, and that's it. Yeah. Um, but when you have that big picture and that, that goal, you, now, you know, where, where your target is right now, you know, where to shoot mm-hmm. at. Um, so that's very important. And then there's another big pillar that I talk about always that I feel like all my content and my work is surrounded around these three pillars. The other one is financial freedom yeah. and uh, figuring out what your financial independence number is. And that's just the, your annual expenses times 25. Uh, and that gives you a benchmark, right? Because life, things change, right? Mm-hmm. Our lifestyle changes. What I want today is not what I'm going to want in 10 years. So, you know, there's, there's, there's that, that plays a role in your financial independence number, but it at least gives you an idea of what, where I need to be, to be, to not have to work if I don't want to. And it's mm-hmm. all about choices. Mm-hmm. It's all about you know, having the ability to do stuff like walk out of a career that's not serving you anymore, kind of like what I did in 2020. (laughs) So, you know, I had over a year of expenses saved when I decided to walk away from my career. Was it hard? Yes, but it was easier because I had a lot of money to do that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I didn't have backup. I was only in business for three weeks when this situation happened that compromised my physical and mental health. And I had a decision to make. And this is, again, a, one of those pivotal moments that I talk mm-hmm. about or when your back is against the wall, uh, crossroad moment. Mm-hmm. And I really thought it through. And I talked to people that I that, you know, that were my mentors at the time. And again, I looked at my savings and my investments and I saw that those numbers and I'm like, I'm just going to I'm just going to this is a leap of faith. Right. This is a uh, this is God ordained. Um, mm-hmm. This has been a divine, a divine appointment. And I truly believe that this was 
my opportunity from God to say, I'm sorry, I'm Christian. I'm a believer. So me too. (laughs) (laughs) You can skip this part if you're not, (laughs) but, um, I, I truly believe that. Yeah, that was my, my, uh, sign. Right. Mm -hmm. And and he said, you know what, this is your sign to see if you, if you truly believe in yourself, Yeah. if you, if you're, if you will bank on yourself. And I, and I accepted, I accepted the call. Um, and since then it's been really tough. It's, it hasn't been easy, even with that, you know, with that cushion that I had, uh, and, but it's so rewarding and I've been able to help so many uh, women and, and just people across, across the Eastern region. And we're like, we're just getting started. So it's, yeah. it's just amazing to see where things were <laughs> where things are going and where things are right now too so it's yeah it's awesome and this opportunity the fact that you know I I took a leap of faith and I did these crazy things that people were like what like my mom <laughs> I didn't even tell her I told her I, I had to wait a month to tell her that I made this for her mistake <laughs> that I that I changed that I made this change in my life because again she's very traditional and she's yeah. like you have to have you know consistent income and how are you gonna pay your rent you know traditional Dominican mom but mm. what I was getting at is that this opportunity or just my this this decision I made and uh and the opportunities that I got from this decision led me to you and to so many amazing people because I wouldn't have been connected yeah that's right if it wasn't for that for that one decision Mm -hmm. I made exactly and it's you know having the confidence to say uh, you know I believe in myself because you know until you believe in yourself nobody else is going to believe in you so right that's, that's so awesome that's such a gem too, especially if, if they're business owners listening, mm-hmm. like you're your bit, your best testimonial yeah, like because work on yourself. So often, you know, we're the worst. I think we often talk about this amongst our uh, entrepreneurs and things is, you know, we're our worst critic. We say things to ourselves that we would never say to anyone else. Mm. And that doesn't build up your confidence. That doesn't do anything to help you believe in yourself. And, you know, you have to understand what you're doing and, and understand that the passion that you feel is what's fueling the energy that will attract people to you that are in that same like mindset. And, and that, you know, that's what's going to propel you in in what you do. Right, right. And and you, and again, you, you know, you have the ideas and the tips and the tricks but it's nothing new right but it's just people need to be reminded and sometimes you know you're that hand that's holding out that's showing them you know here's here's my hand and we'll walk together on this journey until you don't need me to hold your hand any longer right right and you know that's such a gift you talked about mentors and and um, talk a little bit about the importance of having a mentor. Mm, wow. Yeah, that's, that's so important. I actually have a meeting with my life coach after this and they, so I don't even know how I started 
getting connected with people, you know, that were in life where I wanted to be. But I always admired, you know, people that like that that were doing things that I wanted to do in the mm-hmm. future, which is what I'm doing now. So it's so cool to see that. And I would I would just be like, you know, how can I like connect with these people? Uh, I know my one of my first mentors was in corporate America. I worked in this company. I worked for a Fortune 500 company for seven years, Uh, worked for them through through my college career. And they are actually going into my senior year in college. They gave me a full time position. They said, hey, all you have to do is get your degree and we're going to we're going to hold a spot for you in our company. So that was really awesome uh, because obviously I showed my work, work ethic throughout those summers and all of that. And they really liked me. But anyway, so when I started working for this company full time and even during the internships, uh, I got connected with this, this HR manager mm-hmm. who um, who was just guiding me, you know, in the process. Like we were very similar in a lot of different ways and he just took me under his wing and he was just helping me understand mm-hmm. how to navigate corporate mm-hmm. America as a, a young, you know, first generation Dominican female. Mm-hmm. Um, so, cause I didn't, I didn't have anything like that in my family, right? Like you guys, you know, my, my background, mm-hmm. <laughs> my parents, were not able to get me there right right uh, and they were mentors in other ways right um so I think it's important it's also it's also very very crucial that you just uh gauge your intuition and and operate on discernment when it mm-hmm. comes to mentors because there may they may be in life where you want to be, but in what areas, right? Yeah. And if they're trying to mentor you in an area that you don't think you want to be at in the future, then mm-hmm. it's time to tell them that they, you know, that it shouldn't continue, or what, ha- or maybe they should they can mentor you in other areas, right? And that's actually what led me to start thinking. I don't want to work forever when I was mm-hmm. mentoring with this person and a couple of other people in, during this time, right? When I started work, I was, I was so excited to be, to even be in corporate America. I would have never <laughs> thought I would, I would do something like that. And it's like, that's so regular. Like, so some people listening, they're probably like, what? Like, <laughs> well, I've had generations of people in corporate America and executives and well, that was in my story, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, it was very humble. And and um yeah and and I I saw how they lived I saw the cars they drove I saw how Mm -hmm. many hours they put into their to their job I saw that they didn't really like their bosses like all these things were like it were they were adding up right they were adding up and I'm like I I just don't like the sum of of all this (laughs) it was was appealing to me the beauty of of doing what you and I do is that um, unlike in the corporate world, which I spent 40 some years in, um, you, you have the choice of who you work with and, yes, and, that's so beautiful. and, and you have the choice of who you mentor, you're mentored by. Um, and then you always, that, that experience will lead you to pay forward. And so, you know, what you do, what you teach 
gives you your clients the confidence to do what they can do. But now they're going to pay that forward to their kids or their friends to be better financial stewards in life. And, and so, you know, what you do is like that ripple effect mm-hmm. that can change the world one person at a time. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's is- truly creating generational wealth. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're nearing the end. I always end with um, some rapid fire questions. So they're not really questions. It's like, I'll give you five words or five phrases and you just, whatever comes to the top of your mind, answer uh, what you think the answer is. There's no wrong answers. It's just helping us to get to know you a little bit better. So my first question is your top travel destination, not the Dominican Republic. So top travel destination, if it can't be home. Greece. Yes. Oh, wow. Santorini. Wow. Oh, yes. And why? Besides, the, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been? No. Okay. Bucket oh, list. Bucket list. On my All right. Bucket list. Put that on your dream board. Awesome. Yes. This, that blue water off of a cliff. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So beautiful. Okay. The next is best trick for keeping on budget. <laughs> Besides writing your budget, <laughs> keeping on the budget, what's money. the best way? I, that's what I'm, well, that's what I'm, that comes to mind money. So taking money out and having that, that limit for yourself where you say, once you spend this amount of money, that's it for the month, you're done. <laughs> you know, money brings a lot of financial stress, hurts relationships, everything. So what, what is the stress reliever you could share with people in regards to, um, you know, avoidance or, or lessening the stress that money causes? Two things come to mind. Money dates, it just helps you understand and identify where your leaks are, what's happening. It even helps you find extra money that you may be, you know, uh, spending money on, on specific items that you should have maybe subscriptions that you should have canceled a long time ago. It just like gives you more clarity, money dates. Second one is make more money. <laughs> make more money. Make more money. But, but with that one, uh, I don't really like it because even if, because even people that are making a lot of money, some, some of those people are still broke, right? Yeah, right. Still not living a wealthy life. So even with the money, if you don't fix in, what's inside of you and, and how, and you know, your foundation, right. Yeah. Um, fix that first, then no amount of money is going to help you get there. Yeah. Okay. This is easy. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe <laughs> book or movie. Which what's coming pick? up is the notebook. I know I saw that. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so beautiful. That's what, that's what's coming up. I, I love I'm that not a, a big TV person, but that's what, that's the first mo- uh, movie that came up. When yeah. Said that. <laughs> Such a beautiful movie. Love it. All right. So our last one is what's your number one takeaway that you want our guests to remember from this lovely conversation we've had? Yeah. I, I just want you guys to, to think about your money stories, where you are, how to get to the next level and just remind yourself that you're good enough that you're that you are worthy of wealth that you can get there you can obtain it wherever you are uh don't feel stuck or trapped and ask for help 
ask mm-hmm. for help. There's so many people out there that can help you, whether that's in your family or a coach like me that can help you get there. Just ask for help and it will go a long way. Awesome. Well, it is about the end of our time today. I want to thank Irelis for sharing her story and some tips, some great tools and um, things that will help you as you go forward in your journey. I'm going to share my screen to be able to allow you to um, see a little bit uh, more of how to get in contact with Urellis. And I'll ask that she um, talk a little bit about her free gift. But this is your uh, two-minute warning to please take a screenshot of what you see or grab your pen and pencil. But you see there her email. You um, see her website, Cash is Queen llc.com cash is queen llc.com she's on facebook she's on instagram she's on linkedin those are all the places and again that's your relis tifa and then she has the link to her gift so you go ahead and tell our guests a little bit about what six tab budget sheet will do for them Awesome. So I created it because I was trying to figure out a good budgeting system for myself and I couldn't find one. None of it works for me. I don't know. I just don't, I don't like apps. I I'm off of email. So I want to control everything that goes in to whatever budgeting system I have. So like I said, you know, I, I was just frustrated. So I just said, you know what, I'm just going to create my own. So the first tab is all about you basically add your information, all your values, your all your paycheck um, amounts, cash in and cash out. That's what I call it. And then what you know in your expenses, so that we what what it what it does is it actually automatically calculates uh-huh. your surplus or your deficit. Um, that way you know how much money you have at you should have at the end of the month, right? And where to go, you know how how to divvy it up from there. And then the last couple of, and then the fourth tab is about, I think, the uh, the debt that we talked about, how to manage that. Fifth tab is, uh, I believe, the net worth tab. And then the last tab, which is one of, I think it's probably my favorite tab in this whole spreadsheet, is uh, how to set up sinking funds for yourself, which is just savings buckets. Mm. Uh, plans, uh, plan, uh, plan events, right? So if you have weddings coming up next year, how to uh, pace yourself so that you're able to save the amount that you need from now till then. Uh, and it just helps. It, it's just such a peace of mind, right? Yeah. Uh, being able to do that. Cause I feel like a lot of people, um, they have a, an event coming up and they, they, it comes up like the month of, right? And they, mm. now they're scrambling to, to make sure they have enough money for this event. We all, Christmas is the same time every year, guys. <laughs> why are we getting, why are we getting in debt? I, I don't get it. So, you know, so things like that. <laughs> oh, so I start Christmas shopping in August. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This, that, that tab helps you with that. So that's kind of like an overview of all of, of the tabs. Awesome. Well, I, I do always um, have a, a moment where I do a pitch for my book that just came out last month, or I'm sorry, now it's February. So The Unstoppable, um, Being Fierce, Fearless, and Unfuckwithable in Life and Business. Rochelle Marie Lawson is the main author. 
I'm author for number chapter five, Growing Your Confidence, Critical Steps to Leadership or Leading in the 21st Century. So you can pick that up on Amazon.com. There's the QR code that you can touch and grab that. Um, but uh, the ebook is only $1.99. So check it out. Again, if you only read chapter five, at least you'll grow your confidence in leading in the 21st century. Love it. So this has been wonderful. I hope everybody has um, enjoyed the information. Um, you got to, to uh, know a little bit more about Urellis. I think that um, she gave us some great insight. And uh, that gift is a wonderful gift. I hope you all will go and grab it. I know I'm going to go grab it. <laughs> Share it also with my two daughters that are in their 30s. And <laughs> no time like the present to be able to uh, do something. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, we some of you out there might be in your 40s or 50s and think, ah, but, you know, at 64, I retired at 60 with a, a chunk, but then life happens. You know, I had my mm-hmm. mother to take care of that was ill and different things. So you never know. And, and, and it's never also too late to start up a new passion as I have. And uh, so then that debt piece that uh, Urellis talked about, you know, maybe you need some planning to see if that dream that you had that you put off for the last 40 years, maybe a reality. So mm. definitely, definitely some great um, insights that she can provide to you. If you're looking for a coach, check out her website as well. So until next time, remember that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. Thank you all. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.